Hi, welcome to episode five of the Out of Your Mind Mom podcast. My name is Jackie. I'm your host. This is episode five, take two. I started recording and my puppy was here with me and I realized every time she was walking around, her little collar was jingling in the background. It was driving me crazy. So I had to get her out of here and restart. So thank you for listening again. I really appreciate those few people who listen to my podcast because really this is um, an extremely therapeutic experience for me. So first of all, I want to talk about how freaking tired I am. I am physically and mentally exhausted. The best times of my day are in the morning. When I wake up, I have so much energy, but then slowly throughout the day, I get drained. It's the evening and I'm pretty tired, but I need to practice persevering and sticking with something that I've committed to. Honestly, that's been a difficulty throughout my life. Um, I love to start projects. I just don't usually finish them. I think that has something to do with um, some ADD or ADHD um, tendencies that I have that I'm really um, seeing for the first time that I never really knew about myself. You know, life is always a journey of self-discovery and I'm discovering that part of myself and seeing how it plays out, loving myself nonetheless, but um, really just figuring myself out. So episode five is a pretty big deal for me. I wanted to um, do it even though I was tired because I should be able to show up here whether I'm full of energy or exhausted. And here I am. The topic I want to talk about today, and I just want to start to talk about today because it's so huge, but My parenting for the past maybe three years has focused around the idea of life being a game. So my kids love games. They love board games. They love video games. They love card games. They love uh, imagination games. They love RPGs. They love any type of game play. They love it and they make up their own games all the time. So when I heard the analogy of life being a game, it really clicked for me, for myself, but also for my parenting, for my children. And we use it for everything. So when we talk about ourselves and our spirits and our spirits being eternal, and our bodies being our avatars, our avatar gets to play out this game that we call this lifetime. (laughs) And so my kids can grasp that. They don't always accept that. They get to have their own opinions about what they believe about their own spirits and life and the universe. But when it comes to talking about concepts that are pretty difficult to grasp, using the game analogy works really well. So we talk about what game are you deciding to play right now, right? What's your avatar doing? Is your avatar just going to stay in this one room, this one area of the game, or does it want to explore? Does it want to try new things? 
Does it want to level up and how can it level up? So specifically, we've talked about school and how school is a game. So you go to different places and you do different things and school is just a different sub game in the game of life. And the school game has very strict rules, a very simple reward system of grades, stars, and treats, and whatever it is that you get at school, praise, and class rank. And my children went to public school, and then they went to a private school, and they were homeschooled, and now they're back into public school. And before they started, I wanted to make sure they understood that school is a game. It's a sub game. And the people who are really successful at school, they will not necessarily be successful in life. The two don't equal. Just because you're good at the school game doesn't mean you're going to be good at the life game. If someone is the top of their class at school, it just means they're really good at the school game. Does it mean that they're the smartest person in the school? No. Does it mean that they're the most talented? No. Does it mean that they're the wisest or the coolest or anything? No. It just means they're good at the school game. So having that understanding allowed my kids to participate this year in school without attaching it to their value as a human being, to their value as an avatar in the entire game of life. It's just a sub game. So when my kids come home and they say things like, hey, I got 100% on my math test. I'm like, awesome, way to go doing a good job at the school game. Hey, you're, you're doing a really good job playing that game. And that's the way I phrase it. And then when they come and say, hey, I got a 63 on this language arts test, I'm like, ooh, didn't so, do so good on the school game today. Don't worry, you'll make up those points later, right? It's just a game, you'll be okay. It takes away the emotional attachment that children can often have with their performance in school equaling their worthiness, right? Their worthiness, their performance in life. It's just such a simple way of making it less about achieving in school so that you can be a good person and more about you're just participating in a system. So the school game is one example of the game analogy. Another example is your appearance, right? Because if you think about who you are as a human in this life, your appearance is just the skin you've chosen, right? The, your avatar. And my kids love making avatars, right? I remember, I think the first time they did it was for the Wii game. And they just loved the little terrible graphics of choosing your Wii character. And um, they've done it in so many different ways, in so many different games, right? You get to choose what your avatar is wearing or what color of skin they have or what their hair looks like. And so we talk about our appearance today as that as well. Hey, well, I guess I chose to be this before I came into this game. I chose to have uh, black hair and uh, dark brown eyes and tan skin, right? Like, and I chose to have really big feet and 
um, a weird looking nose, like whatever. And that's what it means to be in the game of life, to see everything as a part of the game and not as you. It creates a separateness that then can allow you to be a part of it all. It's a separateness that leads to a wholeness because your wholeness of who you are as a spirit and as an eternal being and who your, your spark is within you that will live on after you die, that part of you is whole and can never not be whole. And therefore that part of you is just participating in this game. It's just playing this game and it takes away the seriousness. It takes away the extreme feelings that can occur here. It doesn't, it doesn't take away your, your experience of feeling them. It just takes away your attachment to them. It's not who you are. It's just what you're feeling. It's just what you're experiencing in this game. It's just what you chose to look like. It's not who you are. It doesn't define you. And so as a parent, that has been my biggest gift to be able to utilize the game analogy for life and for everything, everything around you. In the game of life, I chose to have this many dollars in my bank account. Okay, am I going to focus on making more money for my bank account? Or am I going to focus on traveling more? Is that what I want to do in this game? Do I want to travel more? Do I want to see the other parts of this planet? Do I want to eat different types of food? Do I want to make art? Do I want to make music? And the choices are endless. So that's what I wanted to share with you today was the game analogy. A big part of that is the golden key. I think I've said this before in in previous podcasts, but my kids and I like to call things golden keys that really allow us to level up in this game. So when you level up in the game of life, you get new superpowers, you get new skills, you get new terrain, right? There are new levels that open up to you, worlds you can go into. And so the golden key moments are the moments in which you can learn huge lessons. And so what we've learned is that those golden key moments often feel really, really shitty. They're so hard to go through. They make your skin crawl. They make you want to give up. They make you want to run away. They make you want to die. Those moments are so freaking hard. And if you can get through them, maintaining your awareness that this really ridiculously hard moment is here to teach me something because I already know this is a golden key moment and I'm going to hold on to that key until I know why it's here and I can see the door. I can see the lesson that I'm being taught right now. I can then utilize this key, this pain, and I can open that door and learn that lesson and go into another level of this game in which I am wiser, greater, 
more capable than I was before. More awake, more aware, whatever you want to call it. What we have realized is that those golden key moments are extremely difficult, but so worth it. It's almost that the opposite is true for what everyone is aiming for. I feel like parents are just waiting to get through the difficult parts so that they can enjoy their children and be a happy family. When am I going to be happy? When am I going to relax? When am I going to enjoy my kids? When the truth is that that is sprinkled throughout our day all the time. Moments of joy are always there to be found and to be had. It's also true that the difficult times are the most valuable. As a parent, our goal can be to have as many difficult experiences as possible because we know, we can know, that the difficult experiences are the ones that are most worth it. They're the ones that provide us with a golden key that opens the door to the next level. So I've gotten to the point where I almost relish in a difficult experience where I feel like I'm going to pull my hair out, where I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, I'm going to learn something huge from this. Something's going to shift. I'm going to learn something. Okay, all right, I can be here. I can be here in this crappy moment. And there's almost an excitement about it. It doesn't mean I don't love the moments when we're just laughing and singing in the car and being silly and awesome. And I just am filled with love and gratitude for my children. Yes, those moments happen too. And I love them. But I also am learning to love the really terrible moments. The discussions that are so hard to have with my son. The arguments that happen between my children. The fights that siblings have the nonstop nagging that my son does, those moments where I am fed up and I don't know what else to do, those are the moments, those are the golden key moments when I allow myself to feel gratitude, to know that it's coming and then it comes and then we learn and then we have a discussion that changes our lives forever. Appreciation for those moments can shift your whole experience as a parent. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. That's what I wanted to plant if I'm planting a seed today. Life is a game and using that in your parenting, I guess first you'd have to use it in your own life. Get used to the idea yourself. If you haven't heard it before, think about it. Does it make sense? If you have any questions for me or you want to discuss this further, You can always email me at outofyourmindmom at gmail.com. I'm happy to have any discussions with anyone. I really am so grateful for the perspective that I have in regards to parenting and being a guide for my children. I'm not even the game master in this game. I'm just, you know, I'm a player. I I think what I've said to my children before is that we have chosen to be together and playing our game together, right? So you can, you don't have to imagine, right? It, it, It is, 
you can play video games with other people, put your headset on and talk to them. We're doing that right now. My family unit is playing our game of life together. We're interacting, going our separate ways to play our sub games, right? I go to work, play my work game. (laughs) Kids go to school, play their school game. And then we come back, talk about our sub games while playing our life game, all the while experiencing really difficult moments in our attempts to level up in our game. While we level up, we then have more wisdom, more skills, more items in our backpack, whatever you want to use. Be creative. Say what you want, whatever comes to you, whatever game analogies you know. I think we actually use Monopoly a lot for the school game. It just makes sense (laughs) to us. I encourage you, if it feels right, to try it out. Think about it yourself first, and then maybe try it out with your kids, if it's age-appropriate. Thanks so much for listening. I'm really glad I came on to record this quick podcast. Even though I was tired, I really am trying to work on myself and um, doing this when I'm tired is really an attempt at me um, leveling up in my own game. So really, thank you for listening. I love you all. I appreciate you. And I look forward to the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.